Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 25th of April 2022. This week we're going to just do a bite-sized Doing Grain podcast. It's a four-day week and it has been a very hectic week for us. We've got people out left, right and centre and we're focusing very hard on clearing stocks of malting barley and feed barley. So we're a little bit tight for time. So I apologise for those of you who like to hear a long-winded droning on of my opinions. So it's going to be market report, a couple of controversial bricks in the water as usual and then leave you to regret the fact the rest of it is missing. Anyway, with that... I would like to first report some very, very, very good news. We got the OK to pick up our Ukrainian friends because lots of you have been asking about the family that we've sponsored and getting them over. And just to, to let you know that we received the nod on the Thursday night which meant that we had the pleasure of driving down the M11 on Good Friday with all of the people coming out of London going the other way, which so much so that I decided to, instead of when I came out of Stansted, turning right and going on the M11, I decided to go left and go through Thaxted and Saffron Walden. Our Ukrainian friends think that England is full of sweeping lanes with thatched houses and old beam 16th century houses. It was really nice, actually. And then we rejoined the M11 somewhere further up where we queued with the rest of them. So Yulia and Olga have joined us and uh, yeah, we are very pleased to give them a little bit of, of a break before they start having the courage to make plans because that ultimately is the issue for most of these guys. They are unable to make any form of concrete plan. So yeah, anyway, all is well. Right, moving on to some of the feedback that we've had in recent weeks. Obviously, my Gerald rant in a moment about farmers not actually joining any war effort, should we get to that point? We did get a farmer from Berkshire, I think it was, who bit. He didn't actually get a hold of me, but one of my colleagues listened to the reasons how farmers are incredibly brave and shooting pheasants is, in fact, not practising for anything else other than pleasure. So, yeah, I apologise to those of you who were offended at that, but, you know, it, I thought it was quite a funny joke. Moving on, Boris bashing. I'm getting told off for that by a good friend of mine. I won't do that this week. I don't need to because you're all bored with that. We'll move on to the home office bashing. Inept, dishonest, slow. It's so slow, it's become old news on television. The fact that people are just held. I mean, our two are over, but there are hundreds of thousands in limbo. And it's just awful. I mean, Lord Dannett was on the radio and on television about it. He explained about the 51-page questionnaire and the complexity of it. Being a logistics man, he kind of succinctly nailed the fact that it is there to disrupt to slow down it is what it is just be aware that is still going on in the background for all of those other people waiting to hear right grain market we had a week off last week from the podcast in the time from when we last recorded to today if you take old crop feed wheat the futures on may on the 8th of april was 307 and the futures today are 315 so that's an £8 rise. The high in between those two dates was 325 So we're 10 off the top and we're £8 above where we were two weeks ago. So that's good. 
if you've got wheat for sale, which puts X farm prices currently 308 X farm for May, June 311. There's a very good carry into June. The reason for that is because there's lots of May wheat on contract to be moved. Hopefully that will all get done and everybody's happy. And then the jump to July, there's nobody selling July wheat at all. So there's a sort of another £4 on top. 315x is a tentative value, but there is very, very few people prepared to sell July wheat at the moment. I think possibly people will clear their barns out before then. And it will lead on to a question about old crop wheat, which is old crop short. That's worthy of a bigger debate. But I'll just do prices for now. So feed barley, 302x from A on old crop. Malting barley with the right grade, 320x, maybe a tad more than that, depending on what you've got. If you've got some left, now is the time to trade it. I don't know exactly what your plan is if you are hanging on for 321 or 300 and whatever, but it is 300 and that should be enough. All seed rape, old crop, who knows. Moving on to new crop. On feed wheat, if I give the same comparison in terms of futures prices, on the 8th of April it's 274, this morning it's 283, so it's a £9 rally. The high in between the two dates, 297, which if you're a pessimist, you're £14 off and you've lost that money. If you're an optimist, you're £9 better off than you were two weeks ago. Invariably, everybody judges their life against the top of the market, so at this point you're failures. To convert that into X-Farm values, current X-Farm values for harvest, 265X for feed wheat, NOV, 274, which gives you £9 for carrying it or owning a barn, and May, 283. And looking at new crop on wheat, just to give you a value, so NOV, 23, is 240X. Now that's kind of... I guess everyone wants 250x or something because it is only 240. But yes, fertilizer prices are up there, but it is something that is definitely worthy of debate. We haven't pushed the button on that yet with anybody, but I'm beginning to think, you know, maybe it boils down to whether the war goes on and on and on. And at this precise moment, my instinct says it is going to do that. So probably my instinct from a farmer's perspective is to not fix any prices, even though they do look attractive. But, you know, I'm not there to meet the eye of your bank manager or budgeting. My job is to tell you a market opinion. Your job is to meet budgets and make yourself profitable. So own it. Feed barley values for new crop, £15 lower. So harvest 250x, nov 259 in round figures. Malting barley into the 300s if you've got storage, around £300 a tonne delivered harvest depending on the spec more than that for distilling varieties so it's pretty steamy stuff but there is absolutely nil selling from farm on new crop malting barley despite it being 300 and something which is interesting isn't it let's face it if the crop which currently is looking like it's brilliant but it's got a weather forecast that says it's going to be very dry so until we see some sort of relief from the dry, I don't think anyone's going to sell anything either. So I do suspect if there is some rain forecast, we will see a little bit of forward selling on grains for 2022 harvest. Right, so discussion points. Drought, let's talk about that. Drought is happening in our country and it's very much in our face. At this point, 
We've got irrigators out in fields in Norfolk. I would assume that's because of the amount of money spent on fertiliser and making sure it washes in and keeping the crop at optimum potential because the prices are so good. So it's a logical decision to put water on. There is a drought going on in the sense of the forecast. It isn't suffering from moisture at this point, but it's getting close to it. And as I say, there doesn't seem any relief with an ongoing easterly wind coming across the country. There never seems to be rain coming from that way. So that is probably sentiment-wise or psychologically in the back of everybody's head the biggest factor in not selling because we've got to a place where prices are superbly good even allowing for the war is that this is very high but it's now down to the psychology of, of how you feel about the potential of the crop. We are all worried about the crop at this point beginning to struggle. We'll keep you posted on that. Hopefully there'll be some rain. All of us need a bumper harvest. You know, it would be great for everybody, especially grain merchants, because the more tonnage there is, the more tonnage there is to make money from. Selfish to the last. Storage. We had storage for sale at Yeah Grain last year at £100 a tonne. It's gone up to £125 a tonne. If you'd have bought it last year at £100 a tonne, you'd have paid for it in one year and made a profit on top of that. If you think about having to sell at harvest versus the opportunity to hold on to it. Now, I know most people probably didn't hang on to every single ton and that's a kind of unfair comparison but the reality is you will never gain those rallies that occur in a marketing year through ongoing weather problems or wars or whatever without having the capacity to have somewhere to say no I don't need to sell it today so people have not invested in storage and time and time again over the sort of 25 26 harvests I've been here at Aylsham there have been so many times when the storage has paid for itself in one year flat more than 50% of the time. So it's, it is something that is becoming more valuable, but you know it's about the physical storing of the product, not necessarily the shed you, you put it in. You know, if you emptied your shed and put boats in there for the winter and charged people cash for doing it, you'll get a better return than the, the pound a month carry on a piece of paper in the autumn. But if you can find somewhere where you can make the money from the cash things in your barn and have your grain stored, that actually over the period of years, has proven to be the most uh, commercially sensible thing to do. It's just on any given day, you can't prove it. So the price I gave you earlier for harvest fee, we at 2.65 against May at 2.83. Technically, there's an £18 carry in that, but there's a whole lot of work that goes into it, and you haven't got cash if you sell it early. There's not really enough in there to own a store, but it's about having a longer period of time to sell it. Over a number of years, it has proven to be beneficial to have more time to trade the product. It gives you a more rational opportunity to take advantage of market opportunities. Which moves on to our the biggest issue, I think, at the moment, is old crop. Is old crop short? In a word, yes, it is. It's tight. There's maize that's come into the country for the July period, I'm told, or is planned for then, and some of June. But it's very clear that if someone really needs some June or July wheat, they're going to have to pay up for it or have been having to pay up for it. In recent days, the market on the futures has been sold. Now, I think that's more down to someone doesn't particularly wants to be tendered with wheat because next week is the announcement of wheat tenders. And next week, that means if we present our store's wheat that we're going to tender, whoever buys it is going to have to pay us seven days later. If they don't move it within 14 days, they have to start paying us rent as well. And it's £315 a tonne is the futures trading price at recording. It's quite a lot of money to lay out there and kind of sit there and wait for a, a consumer to give you a fixing on and then get your money back. It's going to be, you know, six, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen 10, 12, 15 weeks before you see that money back. Mathematically, it probably makes sense 
to have futures up your shirt if you're short of July wheat because it's it's a worry buying it. If farmers are going to clear their stores before July and it looks like that's their plan, it is going to boil down to the central stores to have the stock to see us through till harvest. I think it is incredibly tight. And the tightness of that is governed more by the timing of when people are prepared to sell their surplus. So the key to this, I think, is predominantly the farmer with his remaining stock. And at the moment, he's in what I would describe as greed mode. As usual, farmers will be offended, as they always are. There is two driving factors of a market, fear and greed. Okay, there's no charity, no loveliness. Fear and greed. Fear of missing out and getting it wrong and the market going down and the determination to make more money from it. I want more, I want more. So it's not a criticism. Everybody trades on those same two driving factors. At this moment, what is the fear factor? Oh, you might end up selling it at 300x, you failure. It isn't there, is it? You've won, it's a winning formula, and there seems to be plenty of demand for the product. So it's how much can I get for it? Let's play the game. I might get 320, I might get 330 whatever the dream is, it doesn't really make that much difference. So that's a a factor that's important. You know, there's no real bad pressure on the seller to do something in a hurry because he knows he can make a good price anyway. So that is the bit that's going to squeeze it. Now, I think in my view, we will see the market come off a bit as people don't want to be tendered, as I mentioned. I think once the week long is out of the way, I think there will be no more tenders. No one else is going to have wheat that they're going to bring in and tender because there's a better market delivered to consumers now. And once the stuff is in the market next week, I think that's it. So if someone's short thinking it will come lower, I think they're making a mistake and they need to buy the thing as quick as they can. I also think with the fear and greed thing and the the stockholders is going to get squeezed up but I think at the moment with harvest zooming on as it is and bearing in mind there's a drought ongoing the crop is going to begin to get a little bit stressed and it's going to start pushing through growth stages quicker than it necessarily wants to to be optimum and therefore harvest is beginning to look early now you can't always you can never predict that I appreciate it silly old buggers you know breaking the golden rule of saying when harvest is going to be but without any doubt, it's well ahead of last year, which was late. And it's kind of in line with other early harvests that we've had. So, you know, don't be surprised to see, you know, stuff in here very shortly. And that means it gives you a kind of countdown to when harvest is going to occur. So I think that may be the thing that saves the thing from going to the sky and back. So yeah, in the end, I think the market will suddenly have supply in late July in the UK of feed wheat. And that will solve the problem. And we won't need to rely on the French like last year. And the French, the offers for French wheat are much, much more cautious this year. They're, you know, pushing the stuff. They're, they're not giving a date where it can definitely be supplied in July. They're pushing those offers, saying we'll guarantee we'll move it sometime up to the 10th of August. Well, that's too late for the July supply. But as I say, I think we will see some UK product in the last week of July from somewhere. Right, okay, that's your bite-sized Doing Grain podcast this week. No adverts, nothing else behind this because there's only me and Webby in the office and I've got to go and do some other stuff. So uh, with that, have a great week's trading and we look forward to uh, catching you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Doing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.